Welcome to iThrive, the podcast with inspiring stories and practical advice to help you lead a fulfilling and abundant life. A better you starts right now. Welcome to another episode of the iThrive podcast, where we ask our guests, what does it mean to them to thrive? And where you'll hear advice and experiences that will help you live your best life. My name is Stanford Webster and joining me today is my co-host, RJ Wright. How are you doing, RJ? I am doing fantastic. I'm learning any day we do a podcast is a good day, so I'm, I'm happy. That's right. Hey, well, we promised our listeners that we would bring them guests that are more talented and more experienced and more knowledgeable than we are. And that's never been more true than it is today. It's my privilege and honor to welcome Malachi and Brittany Watani Zelezniak. Welcome to you both, guys. Thanks for having us. I don't know about that statement, but uh, we're, we're um, honored to be on it. We'll take it. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Hey, uh, hey, Malachi, I wonder if we, if we could start before we kind of get into some of the questions that we have for you guys today. Um, you know what? We're, we're five days off of a Penrith Panthers grand final win. Uh, one of your old teams, what was it like from your perspective, watching the game firstly, and then obviously sealing the win? Um, yeah, it's exciting. Just like you said, it just happened a couple of days ago. It's pretty surreal. Um, I guess last year we were uh, building into winning the premiership and unfortunately we fell short um, in the grand finals and to, be able to see the boys, um, you know, like I wasn't there in person, but to be able to see the boys achieve that goal that we've worked so hard over the past couple of years uh, to try and achieve is just surreal. Like, I can't believe they actually bring the trophy back to Penrith. Um, and on the night, I was excited. I, was, I couldn't stop screaming. That's why my voice is still a bit scratchy now. <laughs> uh, just from the excitement and and, um, and seeing them lift the trophy. But um, definitely um, a once-in-a-lifetime um, opportunity. I think the last one was 2003 was when they last won the, the uh, premiership. So hopefully it doesn't take that long. Uh, hopefully the boys can go back to back. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome what they've achieved. Yeah. And was it as, just as exciting for you too, Brittany? Yeah, it was exciting. I think it was nerve-wracking seeing his emotions. He was very eager for them to win. So it was nice <laughs> getting the win, yeah. but I was nervous for if they wouldn't have got the win. <laughs> but it was yeah. a good finish. Yeah, true. I, yeah, I guess coming up short two years in a row, that would have been really, really hard. Yeah. Like I, I think from, a out, from an outsider's perspective, I, I you know, I, unless you're in it, I don't think it, I think it's very hard for us to comprehend and fathom the investment that's put into uh, winning a championship and a premiership. Yeah, definitely. So like, is it exactly what you said? Like, I think people forget that, um, you know, the work that goes behind the scenes, everyone thinks we turn up on a on a weekend and just, you know, get to throw the footy around and have a bit of fun, but they don't see the blood, sweat and tears that goes on throughout the week, preparing your body, mind, um, everything, um, preparing you for the game. So all the hard work's done earlier um, and then you just turn up and hopefully your body and your mind's um, in set. You guys have worked on the things throughout the weekend, um, you know, obviously perform on the weekend, but um, yeah, I guess knowing what goes on behind the scenes and what the boys actually had to put in, um, it kind of makes that, that grand final win um, even sweeter. Awesome. Hey, Malachi, a couple of days ago, the great Benji Marshall uh, announced his retirement. I know you spent some time playing with him. Um, I've never personally met Benji. I've just kind of admired afar like, like many others. For those of us that don't know him, you know, what, what's Benji like? 
Oh, he's he's honestly like I grew up watching Benji and and um, you know I idolized him growing up. Um, obviously, you know a boy from back home doing it on the big stage and changing the game like he did. But um, mm, honestly, yeah. I was so nervous the first time I met him. Like I came into preseason and he was standing right like right at the end of um, of the um, hall, and then I remember just being so nervous and scared to even say hello. But he just straight away came up to me, shook my hand, said, "Hey, bro, I'm." I'm Benji, and I said, yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, like I was just starstruck. But he's such a genuine guy, so humble, um, great leader. Like, you know, his his experience on the field, um, in and around training, but, um, you know, his character off the field, like he's just a general downright um, good, good guy, real, real humble guy. Yeah, that's great. I was a little sad for his retirement, but what a career um, and what a way to go out, you know. Yeah, definitely. Like, as you said, it was a bit of a bittersweet moment um, seeing Benji announce his retirement because uh, bitter because I don't get to see him perform on the weekend and entertain us um, and sweet because he deserves the rest. You know, he's been in the game for, um, for what's it now, like over 15 or 16 years and what he's done in the game is just crazy. And um, I think he definitely deserves the rest. He'll enjoy retirement, not having a body through the ringer. So... Um, yeah, I'm excited for him. I'm, 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 I'm happy for him, and he definitely deserves the rest. Great. Well, guys, I'd like to do something that's terribly unoriginal, and I'd like to go back, way back. Uh, tell us about yourselves. Tell us about your childhood. Where, where did you grow up? If you don't mind, we'll start with Malachi and then Brittany. Yep. Um, so um, I was born here in Penrith in Sydney. Mum and dad moved from uh, – well, mum moved from New Zealand, met dad over here. Um, I was born here, but then we moved back to New Zealand when I was 18 months. So I was brought up in my earlier years um, back home in NZ. Um, yeah, we started off as a little kid, um, a four-year-old kid playing footy. My quarter started a rugby league club, club back in um, Hamilton, and uh, which is college old boys. And we started playing, or me and my cousin started playing when I was uh, the age of four. Um, so we were brought up. We were born and bred uh, footy fanatics and footy lovers, and I guess that's where my journey started there. And then we moved over here to Sydney in 2000 when mum and dad worked at the Olympics, um, and they loved it so much here that they decided to bring us all over and um, been here ever since, been here for, what's it been now, like 20, uh, 21 years. So spent my, my teenage years here in Sydney, um, came through the ranks with footy here, and um yeah got to meet my beautiful wife here and um now i've got two beautiful kids and um yeah i'm loving life and um that's a quick background story to me and i guess we'll hear a bit about brit yeah i'm born in penrith and been at penrith ever since <laughs> um we've yeah we've always been in the area um i'm a mother of two children and we got married pretty young we got married at 20 um and yeah just been loving life ever since what about siblings? How many how many siblings do you have? I'm one of four, so there's four girls in my family, so a lot harder for my dad. <laughs> but but no, it was a great upbringing. Um, we were members of the church. That's where we actually met. Was at a church activity. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh yeah, I'm I'm one of six. Um, I'm the eldest, so obviously I had to uh, pave the way for my younger brothers and sisters. Doesn't uh, let them forget it. Yeah, I don't. Let them forget <laughs> it. I guess that's the older older brother's um, job is to you know make sure they're they're staying on the right path, even if I'm not. Um, still, still, still keeping them there, being an example to them, and um, yeah, I guess growing up 
of uh, one of six. Um, you can imagine the house was very, um, very busy. Mum, mum definitely had a hard time with us kids uh, growing up, all the arguing and all the competitiveness and um, I guess all the noise with with having six kids. But it was a it was an awesome upbringing, and um, you know I'm loving it now because I've got uh, brothers and sisters that I. Um, you know, have have so close to me and we're able to get together and um, I guess share in that family love. There's a lot of blessings that come from from having a supportive family and having siblings around. I We're only at three and the noise level is high, so I can imagine with six, it would have been something special. Yeah, definitely. So you kind of addressed this a little bit, Malachi, but could you take us through your rugby league journey from juniors to the NRL? What did that look like here in Sydney? Yes, so growing up here in Sydney, um, we moved over in 2000. I was eight years old, and uh, rep footy didn't really start until under 12s. Um, and I remember first coming over from, uh, from New Zealand. It was another level of footy, like rugby league, because obviously rugby league is is um, very very strong here in Sydney and and out west. So um, you know, coming from NZ, um, it was very hard to I guess crack those top teams and. Um, yeah, pretty much made rep footy, I think at the age of 13 or 14, I made the development teams and then kind of each year um, kept making the teams coming um, coming through. So under 16, Harold Matthews, um, 17 development, then SU Ball, then went straight from SU Ball into under 20s. Um, I was playing under 20s when I was in high school and then um, had three seasons there. And then, um, and then, yeah, I got my chance to... To do a preseason uh, with with first grade, um, and I guess I didn't really take it uh, too serious at the time. Like because I had made all those teams growing up, I thought uh, first grade was just going to land in my um, lap, and you know I didn't have to work hard or um, try and try and I guess push push for a position. So I remember that off season, I literally did nothing. I did no training. I ate macas pretty much every second day. I turned up to preseason in November and I remember um, I got a rude shock. So um, all my skin folds and testings were through the roof for an outside back. Um, I was, uh, you know, unfit. So I was, I was at the pack of, you know, in all the fitness. My best I'll do would probably be mid-pack um, throughout uh, fitness drill. So it was definitely a rude shock. And I remember just before Christmas, I got cut back down into reserve grade um, by Ivan, Ivan Cleary, obviously, um, you know, I've, I've had a lot to do with Ivan. and um, yeah, I, I remember sitting in his office and he said, mate, like, um, I just think that you need to be, you need a bit of a wake up call. Um, you turned up, you know, unfit, um, all that type of stuff. And I think it would be good for you. Um, so that was my first exposure to, I guess, failure um, within footy and, and uh, not just thinking, you know, things were going to um, happen uh, without working hard. So uh, that got a rude shock and I kind of took, Took me about three years, uh, three or four years to realize, um, you know, that hard work um, is what is what would get me to first grade, and I debuted at twenty five. So, yeah, it was a long, 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 long road, um, but um, you know, I wouldn't change it for anything because it's taught me so many life life values and um, you know so many things I can use outside of footy, and it's given me so much um, mental strength, and and um, it's made me who I am today, and I wouldn't change it for the world. During those reserve grade years and that, I guess, three, four year period where you're just, you know, you're dedicating yourself, trying to, trying to get back to, uh, get back into first grade. 
how does that work in terms of, um, you know, did you have to have a part-time job as well? Yeah, definitely. So, so when I was um, playing, playing in reserve grade, um, I was working immigration. So I was doing 12 hour shifts in and around trainings and then obviously trying to do my extra training on top of that. So it was definitely the hardest period, um, I guess, on both of our um, lives because, um, you know, not only did I have to sacrifice um, things, also, uh, Britt also had to sacrifice a lot of things as well. Um, you know, we had our, uh, our firstborn was, um, she was a newborn, so she had just been born and um, Brit, the first two years. The first two years, yeah. yeah. So Brit, Brit had to take on a lot of the responsibility at home because I was uh, really ever home doing twelve-hour shifts and then heading to training straight after and stuff. So um, yeah, there was plenty. Like the amount of sacrifices, I guess we had to make uh, digging into our savings. So we had to kind of use our savings to live off because I'd have to, um, you know, drop drop some shifts and not being able to work it. And um, so yeah, definitely. A lot of challenges um, that we faced, but um, it was all worth it. I guess um, having the support of Britt Brit, uh, behind me, having our newborn, it, it kind of gave me that motivation to, um, I guess, believe in myself and know, you know what, if we, if I do sacrifice and or if we sacrifice and I work hard, um, that we'll definitely be able to achieve it. And luckily, <laughs> it did, um, which I'm very, very grateful for um, today because it's given me um, so much in life and um, yeah the sacrifices were definitely worth it well it, it doesn't sound like there was much luck involved it was it sounds to me there's just a lot of grit determination and, and focus and dedication um, I'm interested Brittany what's it like you know being the spouse of a professional athlete what were some of the I guess things that you learned personally how'd you deal with that yeah I definitely didn't realize not what I was getting into, not at all, but I didn't, I think, comprehend how difficult the sporting industry would be. And to be a professional athlete, I think seeing it firsthand, I didn't realize how much mental, how much of a mental game it is. So it's definitely physical, and I think everybody knows that, but I think there's such a mental game that people don't talk about um, with all the determination, how much training it takes, all the sacrifices. Um, I think it's more so as well, Mal had a harder road getting to first grade. So I think watching them every week, trying to get their goal and then sometimes not making it and then having to keep pushing. I think for me, that would be hard to constantly have that letdown and then to keep focused and keep motivated to continue to try and make it. I think that was something that I always admired in Mal. Um, and I think it's something that our kids will definitely look up to and I love that they have that example but I think yeah professional sport is not all just bells and whistles that you see there's definitely another side that I think is a long it's a long road it's a long road but a good road with a lot yeah. of rewards <laughs> and I think you know you kind of referred to it as being kind of a, an emotional roller coaster uh, for, for Malachi and that's and that's definitely something that that Malachi wouldn't have shouldered just by himself. It, it would have been, it would have been a family kind of emotional roller coaster. Would, would that be right? Yeah, definitely. I, I still remember the day he retired. I felt like I retired. <laughs> I think I just, it's such a, like you go through every emotion together and it's so many years of sacrifice, happy, sad moments that I think when it's all over, it's definitely a breath of fresh air for both of us. Um, bittersweet as well, yeah. but yeah, I think it definitely yeah. took a mental toll on both of us and the yeah. kids, all of us. But it had so many rewards yeah. and we're so grateful um, 
that we had so many great years in football as well. Brett, I remember hearing this this interview of a famous soccer player's wife, and she was asked kind of a similar question. And what she shared was, hey, you know, my husband's loved this game since he was four or since he could walk. He has loved the game of soccer. And so, you know, and she kind of came into his life, you know, 20 odd years later. And so her, I guess, perspective was, look, I, I won't, I'm not going to get in the way of his love of the game. Um, it's not going to last forever. Uh, when he retires, obviously the priorities will, will, will shift and, and normalize. Is, is there any truth in that? Is, can you relate to a, a portion of that, Brittany? Yeah, definitely. That's um, definitely spot on. I think Mal's love for football, the second I knew Malachi and met Malachi, I knew that football was his everything. It was his family, his whole um, brothers, like past generations, they all loved the game so much. So I knew that it would be definitely deep-rooted inside him um, and I knew that our life would be based around his career and playing football. And it definitely did take priority. Um, nothing wrong in that. I think if you have a professional athlete, it does have to be a priority for them to be successful. Um, and I think without yeah. it being a top priority, there wouldn't be that success. And I think I learned that along the way um, to try and we all need to pitch in and we all need to support Mal for him to be able to play at his best. And in the end, that provides for all of us. So it's definitely a team effort. Um, yeah, definitely spot on. Yeah, definitely. Just like, I'll just add to that, Stan. Um, just like Britt said, like, I wouldn't have been able to do everything that I've done today without Britt. Like, yeah. definitely need that pillar of support um, there because it just kind of, it just reassures you. So when you have those days where you doubt yourself or you kind of um, think, you know what, you know, it's too hard. I, you know, I should probably just stop now. Um, you know, like we're digging into our savings, um, you know, works, works tiring me. I'm too tired to go to training, all that type of stuff. Um, like you kind of just have Brit, Brit there kind of reassuring and kind of helps you keep going. Like she's like, nope, you can do it. Come on, work hard, get down, put your head down, work hard. And it's just that kind of reminder for you. Um, so yeah, like as, as Brit said, it's a team, it's a team effort and, um, it definitely couldn't have been done with, with everyone involved. So it sounds like you've taken footy and, and made it an opportunity to strengthen your relationship rather than let that be a dividing issue. Would that be a fair statement? Yeah, definitely. I think so. Yeah, I think it definitely brought us closer. I mean, we've always been very close since young, um, but I think that definitely was something that always bound us together, me supporting him, him doing his thing and succeeding. I think it was definitely, yeah, a team effort. Yeah, definitely. Like, 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 um, Just like you said, RJ, just... I guess going through all those struggles, um, all that sacrifice, just doing it together. Um, like honestly, like I said, like I said all the time, bro. I said you could do anything to me, and it would not matter. Um, just, just like just because like our relationship is so strong because of what we went through together and how we dealt with it together, and it was just constant support from both. Um, and I just know if I'm ever in a pickle, or, or if I ever, if I'm ever, I guess. Um, in need of help, she's always going to be there. She's always going to have my back, and I guess that's another um, blessing that I've I've felt um, footy has kind of given us. We live in a day where a lot of people don't get married, and a lot of people don't stick together for a particularly long period of time. Especially when you get to people that are in the limelight, people you know that you get to act as actresses, professional athletes. Um, 
you know, it seems that that complicates relationships for a lot of people. But I, I love that you can take a challenge and a trial and, and use that as, you know, the bedrock to grow a strong relationship and, and use it to lean on each other more rather than make that something to divide over. It's sacrifice and giving to, to, to support your spouse or, or support your partner that can really make that something that'll last. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I love that. Malachi, was there ever a time or stage in your career or even in juniors where your love of the game wavered and you were like, oh gosh, I'm, I'm not actually sure if I want to do this or pursue this? And how did you respond? Yeah, there was. Uh, there's probably too many to remember. I've had so many, <laughs> so many times throughout my career. Like as you said, from um, I guess when I started making rep teams, um, even right up until I retired. Like there were so many times where you kind of it's a bit of a roller coaster. Like you're you're loving it, you're loving it, and then all of a sudden, uh, for different reasons, um, it becomes a struggle. And I guess early on, the hardest part was obviously the struggle to crack it into first grade. Um, to actually get my debut and I remember there were so many times I thought you know what like is this even worth it like is it worth even you know getting that game and then um, you know obviously I've, I kept pushing and, and I was able to achieve that and I guess during footy um, there were times where I guess it became a job and then that kind of love for the game um, kind of I guess went out and um, I guess that's why when people ask me now like do I am I sad that I retired? And I said, no, I've never been happier. I said, I'm probably the happiest I've been yeah, in years. <laughs> um, but it's just because I guess it's a um, it's a good, it's a breath of fresh air where yeah. where you know I don't have to worry about turning up every day, um, being at 110 percent mentally, physically recovering. Um, I can literally just sit here and relax. Um, and and I guess it's not a job anymore. And now I can be a fan of the game. I can actually enjoy footy for what it is. Like I remember playing. When I was playing, I wasn't watching footy. I never watched games on the weekend. Um, obviously, I only watched our review, like how we played our performance and stuff like that. And I guess that's where it becomes a job where because you are doing it every day, uh, you are trying to give your best, um, you kind of lose sight of the love of it. And um, now now I'm, now I'm that I'm a fan... Um, he watches it way I more. I watch it way more. Yeah. I pretty much try and watch every single game. So... Um, yeah, it's it's funny how that works, but um, but yeah, like now I'm now I'm loving it even more. I'm kind of ignorant too, but Stan told me a little bit about the business that you guys have been running, and I'm curious to know when and where did the inspiration for the W's Lesniak watches come from? Um, yeah, so growing up, um, I always loved watches. Um, you know, I'd have my little collection. No, no Rolexes or anything like that. No expensive watches. It's more just um, your mid-range um, to entry level. Yep. So. Um, I always had a a, um, a love for watches. I loved watches, um, as I said. But I remember I did a podcast with Denon Kemp. Um, he's an ex ex footy player. Um, uh, his podcast is Bloke in a Bar. So I remember doing that when I first debuted um, in first grade. And then I just remember coming out of his podcast and just thinking, you know what? How awesome is this? An ex footy player. You know, he has an awesome business. He's doing his podcast. Um, you know, I want to do something like that. Like I want to start a business. I want to do something other than just footy so that when I do retire, I've got something to um, fall back on. And You um, kind of always wanted to before that as well, yes. start a business. Yes. I think that just kick-started. That, that kick-started and actually yeah. um, put my, my mind into overdrive to actually start something. So, um, yeah, I loved watches. So we thought, you know what, um, we might as well start our own watch, watch brand and 
um, got researching and took us about uh, eight to 12 months eh, to, yeah. to actually. Um, so Mao studied graphic design um, and he done oh, nice. photography as well at the time. So we, he always, and playing football, he wanted to use the platform to start business, knowing that he could do a lot of the um, website side of it, graphic design, photography. And I think that helped kickstart it a lot as well. Yeah. Um, he loves being creative. So it meant, meant that he could still play football, but still use his creative side. So I think that was really good. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So in W. Zelezniak watches, like how do you go from, hey, great idea to executing you know take us through for example finding a manufacturer for your watches yeah so the idea was good um and um Brittany actually suggested that idea so um she was the kind of well she still is the brains behind the whole operation and um i guess that that eight to twelve months like i was talking about that that is what um i guess is where the hard work was done obviously sourcing manufacturers like you said um, it was very, very hard because uh, we would um, obviously communicate back and forth um, trying to find a quality manufacturer. So we've done a lot of sampling. And in the end, we couldn't figure out one because, you know, there was obviously something wrong here, something wrong there. The quality wasn't good. Uh, this quality was good, but it was hard to communicate, all this type of stuff. So uh, me and Brett decided that we'll fly to China um, and we had all these manufacturers lined up and we went through every factory um, source their quality, uh, their workmanship, um, their facilities, make sure they have dust-free uh, workshops, um, everything like that. And uh, we, we went through some pretty dodgy uh, manufacturers, which we're lucky we were over there to be actually see. And then we had some really, really awesome ones where their technology, um, their machines, um, everything was just I think uh, that was awesome. the only thing that was really important to us and especially Mao was putting our last name to a product and a brand. I think creating a brand from a legacy meant that we had to have quality. So I think yep. that was the root of everything for us is that if we were going to do something, we were going to do it right. So I think that's why it took so long, so much sampling, because we wanted to make sure that it was perfect yep. before we started, because it was the last name. Yep, makes sense. That's right. You didn't want your in-laws knocking on the door and saying, hey, this one." This watch is terrible quality. What are you doing with our name? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's definitely. Right. I kind of had mum and dad, um, especially my yeah. mum. Mum would never let me forget it. That's, yeah. that, that's definitely it. Yeah. And it's not just our last name. Like it's yeah. all the brothers and sisters' last name. It just holds yeah. so much um, just meaning to a lot of people. So we did not want to do that any injustice. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. So what's your role, Brittany? Uh, Mal Malachi admitted that you're the brains behind their operation. Uh, you know, what is it that you do? What's Malachi's role and what's Dallin's role? Um, so I think, I think especially because the business started while Mal and Dal were playing football, um, I think it was really important. I said, use, continue, like focusing on the field, keep doing your thing. Um, and I had to run all the operations side of it, I would probably say. So all the socials, um, all the content, um, just organizing all the orders, um, emails, getting influencers, just pretty much everything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just making sure that all of that was done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it was important for the boys at that time to make sure I did not want them when we started the business, it was so important that one wouldn't suffer. So we didn't want the business to do really well, but football suffer and all that hard work go undone. So I think that's why I stepped up then. And then once Mal's retired now, 
I've gone, kind of gone more back to being a mum, which is nice, and he's taken on a lot of that. So it's been it's worked out well. I love it. Just it's a constant theme with your relationship. How you know the ebbs and flows, how things change. You just pick up the slack wherever it needs picked up, and you can adjust and pivot as you need. And it's it's a really cool story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. And your role in Dale's role? Oh, sorry, yeah. my role. Um, <laughs> So as Britt said, while I was playing footy, she pretty much did everything. Me and Dale smiled for the cameras and said, buy a watch and uh, did all the easy stuff. Yeah, but, I don't like cameras. <laughs> but but um, she, was the, she was the one behind um, the whole operation of everything. Still is. Like she, she's a mum and she still works full-time with me as well because I, you know, I like to bounce ideas off Britt. Um, and so she's constantly working, still does every, everything between customer service, socials, Pretty much everything she just said, she still does it, but she's also a full-time mum as well. So, um, and you're more the design. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah. So like, like I spoke earlier, like I like the creative side of it, the you know graphic design website, um, you know taking content photos of that of the actual products, um, the actual running of the business. Like I've found a love for that as well. Like just being able to make decisions and see those decisions actually pay off and and um, and pay dividends. So. I guess that's what I'm enjoying at the moment. Dale's still playing, obviously, so he still does the smile for the cameras and buy a watch. Um, and, you know, like, like obviously, it works well because, you know, obviously the the better Dale plays, um, the more sales comes in. So I can probably put him down to, he's probably our, 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 our marketing manager where, <laughs> where um, you know, I'm behind him saying, Dale, you, you know, you have to train the soft season. You've got to train hard um, because you've got to come out and smash the next season. I said, and our sales are going to go through the roof. So uh, that's a little joke that, that we kind of have, have between ourselves. But um, yeah, I guess that's probably our roles at the moment. And um, yeah, like, I'm saying, I said before, I'm loving, I'm loving working on the business. I'm, I'm loving being retired, and um, yeah, like I'm grateful. Football's given all this, um, and it's obviously put us on the front foot. So, a quick statistic here is that family businesses account for seventy percent of all businesses in Australia, and they employ about half of the country's workforce. So, I think for a lot of our listeners, they can relate to that family business story. There's benefits and challenges that come from running a family business and knowing each other in and outside of work time. How does that dynamic work? How have you found that experience? I think um, <laughs> I think definitely since he's retired, especially it's become <laughs> husband, wife, business partners, um, always home together. So they're definitely yeah. I think it's good that we get along. I will yes. say that. <laughs> yes, that usually helps. Yeah, because <laughs> it is, it's been a shift. It's definitely been a shift. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know, I think we're weird. I think we just love it more than find it a stressful thing. I think we just both get into our element. He does his thing, I do my thing. I think understanding each other's role is really important as well. Um, I think knowing that he's going to be taking care of design or figuring out what the men's watches are wanting and I have faith in that because he is a man and he knows what men like. I think we didn't do that at the beginning where I would say, no, they should be this way. And then we'll do it. I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe they didn't sell. (laughs) Um, So I think understanding each other's role, I think, and supporting each other definitely helps that dynamic. Yeah, definitely. Malachi, are there any learnings that you can take away from being a professional athlete and apply them into business? And what are those lessons? 
Yeah, there's there's heaps. I um, like I said earlier, I'm grateful for my journey because it's given me so many life lessons and that I still apply in the business today. Like we spoke about sacrifice, um, you know, hard work, dedication. Like it's honestly like it's the same in business. Um, like you guys would know, it's just you need to have all of those um, to succeed. And I guess when there's days where I'm like, you know what, I'm just not going to even touch the business. I don't want to do it. Um, it's that constant reminder be like, no, put your head down work hard. Um, you know, you, you have to keep going. So when we see the business kind of struggle in certain areas, whether that's marketing or whether that's, um, you know, restocking and, and customer service, all that type of stuff, the lessons that I've learned in footy has kind of been able to have me center myself and be like, you know what, it's not a big challenge. I can get over it. Just put your head down, work at it um, step by step, break it down um, and make it a bit more simple instead of thinking it's such a big, you know, big stress, big this, um, big everything. So, um, yeah, that's probably one thing that I've probably taken from football and applied in businesses to kind of um, break down problems and solve it little by little. I actually think athletes are one of the best working people I, yeah, the things that they learn from the game and I think their whole lives, they're trained from such a young age. I think that they all have so many qualities of that driven nature inside them. I think they're the best employees. <laughs> Some, she but, gets me working. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they're just, they're just wired differently, I think, from live lessons. I think, yeah, they're definitely wired differently. I think sometimes there's kind of that that false idea in the world that, I can take the hard path or the easy path. And there's this thing that if I avoid the exercise, I, I can sit on the couch. I, I can take it easy. I can binge watch on Netflix. I can play my games. I can have this easy life. But then, you know, consequences come from that. It's not an easy life because you still then have physical health issues and you have issues with, you know, finances and life is hard. No matter how you run it, life is hard. And, and if you don't take the effort to to really make something of it, then it comes back and hits you anyway. So it's not like this option between easy or hard. It's this option of, do I want to take control of my life and determine where it goes? Or do I want to have life just hit me across the head later? Everyone has to put in hard yards somewhere. And um, I love that athletes have that discipline and ability to to sacrifice now because they've got that clear vision of what their future looks like. And I think that that might be what's What's missing for many of us is we, that clarity of, of where we're going. Yeah, I've, I've never heard an entrepreneur say it, it didn't take effort. It didn't take hard work. There's, there's no substitute for, for time in the saddle. It takes time and it takes hard work. There's, there's no getting around it. Yeah. Yeah, just like you said, like just on that stand, the dynamic between our relationship and work and, and business is just exactly what you said. Like you don't stop as an entrepreneur, you don't stop thinking about the business. Like you just, your mind's constantly ticking. And when you try and turn off, you know, after you finish a day's work, you're in bed and you're thinking about the next day and what can I do to, you know, improve the business or what can I do here? So both of us will be in bed or on a date or we go to brekkie or something like that. And we're talking about the business. Like there's, there's just never, uh, an end to it but we have had dates where we've had to say okay no more no. talk because <laughs> yeah it's just i think it's on both our minds so constantly but yeah. but we enjoy it so. yeah. yeah yeah we love it i think sometimes it's like another child right like you spend so much time caring for it and trying to help it grow and yeah it, it does take a lot of attention yeah definitely, definitely. do you guys still get that kind of 
giddy feeling when an order comes through? Oh, always, yeah, always do. do. It's, 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 it's funny, yeah. you know, you hear that, that yeah. ping from, from your Shopify. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like constant endorphins for this one. Yeah, well, 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 like, you know, drink free, you always get that kind of endorphin yeah. hit, that adrenaline rush type of um, yeah. thing. So when the orders come in, you're just like, oh, nice. Like, like yeah. it's that little hint of motivation, I guess yeah, you yeah. could use as well. So you're like, okay, okay good, good. So my hardware, it's working, it's paying off. I can see that it's working. Um, yeah. and it kind of brings that um, happiness. Yeah. So the both of us just look at each other and we kind of have a thing where, where when an order comes in, we, we yell out across the um, house if we're in, in separate rooms and yeah. we yell out, order! Yeah. Our kids think, do it as yeah, well. Yeah, our kids have always done it <laughs> no. since a young age and they're so used to it now. They yell like, order! It's, it's, yeah, it's exciting. Uh, yeah. No, we try and make it fun like that. Like we, yeah. we love trying to make business fun and trying to enjoy it because if, if you know if you're too if you get too stressed and worked up over it um it definitely takes the enjoyment out of it and you don't feel like working on it so that's our little fun that we like to do when yeah. when when the orders come in i think as our daughter gets older as well it's nice when she hears the order go off she's like oh she's because we tell them sometimes we need to work let us have some time we'll come out we make sure we try and balance work yeah. and family life um, but when they hear those orders, they're always like, oh, that's why you've had to work in the room for that long. I'm like, yes, they're the orders that come through. So it's good for them to understand and see that, I think, so yeah. that hopefully one day they can take that on. And what a cool opportunity yeah, to teach the kids about the value of work and the results of work. Mel and Britt, you guys are selling online. I know one stage we were chatting and you were perhaps toying with the idea of, of going into uh, going into retail slightly. Where do you see the next the next frontier being for the brand? I think we've been so close to going into retail. Yeah. A few times we've been approached um, by Westfield yeah. for a couple of different stores. areas and stores. Um, we've always looked at it and then we just, we're at the moment, I mean, it was lucky because it was just before COVID, um, COVID last year, the first, first yeah. round um, that we didn't end up doing it, but We've always had just a strong sense of keep building and make it heap strong online um, so that we can keep putting all the money back into the business, keep growing it just to get that massive, um, I think, flow before entering stores and that big commitment. I think maybe, yeah, I think it's something we want to do eventually, but we're really enjoying it being e-commerce and just all online at the moment. And I, just like Britt was saying, I think times are changing where yeah. people, you know, COVID, for example, has gotten people used to shopping online mm -hmm. where they would have never shopped online before because that's your only option. So yeah. we've noticed yeah. our sales obviously go go through the roof because of COVID, you know, like an unfortunate event. But um, I'm sure every e-commerce brand has, has felt the increase in sales because, um, you know, you've got everyone from, mm -hmm. you know, teenagers all the way through to your grandma and grandpa that never ever would, you'll never see order um, something online where, where they're ordering and they're buying um, and it's becoming the norm. So yeah. that's another reason why we're kind of, we're 50-50 on whether we it's want to It's going well right yeah, now online. So we don't want to change anything if it's going really well. That's fair. I'd love a, a quick little sales plug of W's Lesniak watches. What is it that makes a W's Lesniak watch special? Yeah, so that, that's actually a good question. So I guess what makes us special is that you're not only buying a watch, but you're also buying um, us, the brand, the legacy behind those watches. We have a tagline in our business where our legacy is forging your timepiece. And we, we're big believers that, you know, through customer service, through everything, um, our brand itself, is that you're buying a watch that 
has a brand or a legacy behind it that you can get behind and you can wear with pride. Yeah, I guess that's what kind of makes us different to your usual major brands that kind of own that space. I think because it is our baby as well, I think it comes down to so much time and effort into making that perfect timepiece, something that we love so much that we know that when people buy it, we have no doubt that they will love it also. I think that's yeah. definitely knowing you're getting such quality timepiece. I apologize. I should be wearing my watch today. You'll notice it's not there because um, I went into my son's room this morning. I said, hey, where's, where's my watch? Where's my watch? Because he likes to take it off me and wear it. And he's taking some of the notches out, so I can't get it over my over my hand and on my wrist. <laughs> so, That's all good. He's, so he's in he's in big trouble after this podcast. <laughs> hey, it it might be a compliment that uh, my my first watch was actually st- was actually stolen. Um, <laughs> really? and, I, and I thought to myself, yeah, 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 it was. I I got uh, oh, that was in the early days. I had that nice. Um, um, it was just all kind of black. Oh, classic. Yeah. Um, it, it, it was awesome, but I, I won't. I won't tell you where I was when it happened because um, that might be incriminating. Um, but I, I thought. I thought to myself after it happened, and you know, Hinder was Hinder was pretty upset. Um, but I thought to myself, hey, that's a that's a compliment. That's a compliment to uh, that's a compliment to the brand. If uh, if you know, if, if some young kids are willing to, uh, yeah. Yeah, we say that often we have a joke that we've just changed all our packaging to have our name yeah. on it on the actual outside of the packaging. Um, but since yeah. we've done that, we've noticed a lot have been going missing, missing in the post. And I'm like, oh, maybe they know maybe the name. We should, and they're uh, like, oh, I'll take that watch. <laughs> so we might need to rethink that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's so sad, isn't it? That, 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 that would happen. But when you say that, of course, of course, something like that's going to happen. Any, anything that's kind of a, a higher ticket item. It's just kind of is going to be more vulnerable to that type of stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. we didn't realize either. Yeah, we we didn't. just thought custom everything, make it look really yeah. nice, yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, a lot definitely went missing. Yeah, lucky <laughs> they they were insured and were yeah. able to um, get get no, compensation for it. But yeah. um, it, it just delays, um, I guess, the chain. You know, our, our um, customers getting their watches. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're very like big on sending it out that day, yeah. making sure they're getting it quick, and yeah, that definitely stops that but at least maybe someone's wearing it well considering where the two of you are now and and everything you've gone through together what does it mean to you to thrive thriving is everything i think i think without thriving in life you are just stagnant and you're still and i think there's nothing wrong with that but i think in order to progress and in order to grow and in order to go each day by day i think thriving yeah is just the ticket to everything yeah, Britt Brit, um, pretty much summed it all up. Like, we're we're pretty driven people, and and um, I guess for yeah, just like Britt said, thriving for us is very very important. Like we we base our success on how we thrive in life, and and um, you know that's any anywhere between family, business, um, anything, any passion that you like. Uh, we feel that um, you know if you're thriving in those areas, then um, it's it, you're on the right track to. I guess personal development and um, obviously having no regrets when you're old and you look back on on life. I like that idea of no regrets. That's a good measuring stick of are you thriving? Mm. Yeah, thank you for sharing, guys. I'm interested. What are one or two experiences that have helped 
shape you guys and refine you both into the people that you are today? I think mine would definitely, um, first and foremost would be having children. I think that definitely defined me mm. into the woman that I am today, um, becoming a mum. And I think secondly, um, would probably be starting the business. I think that I was always a more of a fearful, um, kind of cautious person. And so that was a bit more of a leap for me um, to start something risky, I guess. Um, but I think once I did start that, I think it started something inside of me of just wanting to continue getting that grow and just continue to try and find that success. Yeah, my my events would have to be obviously kids as well. Um, that was um, life life changing for the both of us, and it, it 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 allowed us to grow in ways that we never thought we could. Um, there was a lot of challenges, obviously, along the way, but um, we've loved every second of it, um, and that's definitely been something um, that's defined us um, and and who we are. And one would be obviously um, footy, like making footy and seeing all those sacrifices and just seeing the reward at the end of, I guess, at the end of the tunnel and, and uh, being able to do it with Brett and being able to, um, I guess, be happy about our sacrifice and what we did um, was definitely a defining moment in us and it kind of um, kind of made, made us grow a lot closer together and um, it's kind of made us who we are today. I'd like to step back, Malachi, and, and, and just ask you a question because I'm wondering if there's a, a direct application into business. I've always kind of wondered in terms of sports and being a professional athlete and, and moving up the grades from, you know, your, your junior rugby to your representative to your, you know, reserve grade to your uh, first grade experience. How far can raw talent take you? And at what stage does hard work beat out talent? Yeah, like, I like what you said there, Stan, because I live by... Hard work beats talent when talent isn't wanting to work hard, um, and that's something that I've I've continued to to I, I guess experience. Like you said, like growing up through the and uh, coming through the grades, there's been so many talented players. Like, honestly, there's there's so many talented players that people will will never be, like be able to see on mm. on the on the biggest platform just because of um, you know they had all the talent in the world, but they just didn't have a hard work ethic in them and. Um, I guess when it came to training um, in the gym, on the field, fitness, they just didn't. They just weren't really interested. But you know, they that they could do things on the footy field that no other player I've seen could do. But um, mm. like you're saying, but that can only get you so far. And it got them far throughout. Like like I have a lot of mates um, from 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 junior grades where it got them close, um, but it just close, but wasn't close enough. And um, that's when that hard work comes in, and, and 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 you know every single person that puts on a jersey and runs out on the weekend in first grade um, has gone through so much hard work, whether that's from a young age or whether that's you know later on in their career. But um, yeah, I, I'm a big believer. Anyone playing first grade um, has had to work hard for it, um, whether that's mentally, physically, spiritually. Um, yeah, hard work definitely beats beats talent. And I'm interested, guys, you guys are both kind of influencers now. You know, you guys are balancing business ownership, you're balancing family life. What do you guys do to keep in shape, to keep fit, keep healthy, keep active? I think in the um, first week of lockdown, I think it was, we made a deal. We didn't want the kids sitting around on the tablets and sitting around doing nothing. Right. So we made it every day we had to do an hour walk 
um, with the kids and that's making sure that we went over all the toughest hills um, and got them out on the scooters and our daughter would skate. And we did that every single day, um, Monday to Friday. Um, and I think throughout lockdown, I think that definitely gave us the fresh air that we needed um, and just keeping healthy mentally, physically, and just, yeah, that was a really good thing that we set from the very beginning. Yeah. But um, you do it extra. <laughs> yeah. Like, 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 um, just like Britt said, like that, you know, cardio for me now is my worst enemy. Like I, I, I didn't like it much during footy, but I knew how important it was. Um, but now that I'm retired, uh, there's probably my cardio is walking the hills and that with the family. Um, and then obviously like, like I love the gym, um, which is a bummer because we've been in lockdown for three months. So I haven't been able to do any weights or anything like that, but, um, but looking forward to it, like, as you said, it's, it's, it's still very important to me. Um, keeping healthy, staying fit, and um, once the gym's open, I'll definitely start my day by going to the gym um, and obviously keeping that as part of my routine. But um, yeah, at the moment, it's push-ups in the backyard. It's um, Brittany on my shoulders squatting and, um, you know, even doing push-ups, her just sitting on my back to add that bit of weight to um, to my workout. He still does it every day, though, which, yeah, it yeah. would be the latest day or we've had the hardest day, and he'd be like, okay, come out, I need you to sit on my back. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think he needs it mentally. He's, yeah, I do. Yeah, he loves, he loves. I, I like staying fit. active and, and yeah. um, being fit and um yeah that's what brings me kids joy get as well. involved they yeah. do their little push-ups and <laughs> Brittany, <laughs> no, what are you doing when you're sitting on his back while he's doing push-ups are you like kind of on your phone are you just kind of reading a book what are you doing <laughs> yeah i won't lie a lot of the time i am lazy i'll sit on his back and then i'll sit on his shoulders he'll do all his reps and i'm like okay come on 10 more 10 more <laughs> um in my head if i've done my walk i'm good and then i'll just nice. it's a nice view yeah. so i'll just nice. watch him do his thing <laughs> <laughs> well before we get to the final question how can our listeners follow you and and where can they go to buy these amazing watches um they can find it on our website www.wzlesniak.com.au um or you can also find us on all our socials um which is also wzlesniak watches instagram facebook tiktok um, you can check out his funny TikTok. <laughs> you don't want to check out my TikTok. You'll, you'll see all my cringy dancing and, and uh, doing all that type of stuff. So just stick to the watches. <laughs> so is that is that solid business advice? Do cringy dancers sell watches? Yeah, well, that's well, that's it. A, it's actually funny that you bring this up because yeah. um, you know obviously TikTok's booming at the moment. Um, a lot of brands are jumping on it, but. It's funny because you do, you know, like a cringy TikTok dance or something like that. And then you see the sales go ding, ding. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's, just, it's it's free advertising. People get a laugh and get entertained by it. And then when they see the watches, I guess it kind of helps with the conversion. So shows more the background as well. Yeah. I think getting to know Mao, falling in love with Mao, and then my watch. My, my uh, goofy, goofy side. Yeah, I think definitely because it's been going live on TikTok, mm. which is a new thing. But yeah. every time it goes live, they just... Yeah, so many sales yeah. come through, so it's pretty crazy. Yeah, so yeah, TikTok. If you're in business, TikTok's yeah. definitely booming. It's definitely somewhere um, you should definitely start yeah. um, getting into. We'll have to put that into practice ourselves. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Are you good to dance, Dan? That's that's, that's the problem. It's okay, it's okay if you're talented like Mal. It's okay to put yourself out there, but if you're not talented like me, then I'm like, oh. I, I don't want to. I don't want a bar of it. You know, so I can't hard. dance. I can't sing. Yeah. 
But, but he, he said cringy dance. So as long as you can cringy dance, then we're fine. That's it. It's the cringy dances and the the mocking yourself actually do a lot better than like all the car ads and the car TikToks. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the more cringy you are, the more funny you are, um, the better it is. And and we we both just treat it like a like a laugh. It's it's having a bit of fun. Mm. I'm taking the, the Mickey out of myself. Mm. You know, and even that I think is a brilliant point. Yeah. You've got to be able to laugh at life. Like life's tough, and, and and if you can't see the funny side, then it just makes it that much harder. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I'm a big believer in that too. Do you have any quotes, books, podcasts, any philosophies or life hacks or advice? Any last parting words that you'd like to to share with our listeners today? Yeah, I think I think in life you don't know the hand that you're going to be dealt. Um, but I think it's definitely how you play the game. I love that. I think. We don't know what's going to be thrown at us or we don't know what um, challenges we're going to face and what we have to overcome. But I think it's what we do in life and the way that we overcome those things and the lessons that we learn and the things that we put into place. I think that shapes who you are and that's how you get forward and continually grow. Yeah. Love it. For me, um, we spoke about it earlier and and this is something I, I believe in and I've believed in for years now is um, obviously hard work beats talent when talent isn't wanting to work hard so um, I use that in life um, I use that in in footy obviously when as I was playing and I use it in business and I'm a big believer in hard work and and, and sacrifice and if you do those things um, you're bound for success that's great. great words to live by hey I'd just like to do a quick shout out to Malachi and Brittany thank you so much for joining us today we appreciate your input your advice and the experiences that you've shared with us. Thank you both for taking the time. No worries. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. And to all our listeners, make sure you hit up these amazing watches. Go check them out. Follow them on Instagram, Facebook, everything. Uh, you got to check out these amazing watches. The, the quality is second to none, and uh, you won't regret that purchase. So go ahead and check these guys out. They make an amazing product. This podcast was brought to you by iThrive Nutrition a premium range of Australian-made practitioner-straight supplements specifically formulated to help you thrive. Whether you're training, recovering, or relaxing, iThrive Nutrition helps you do it better. You can learn more about iThrive Nutrition at iThriveNutrition.com.au or follow us on social media. Thank you for joining us today. It's time to thrive.